Welcome to the Miller Oddcast, a brand new podcast from the Missouri Review. For over 40 years now, TMR has been discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Our quarterly magazine appears in print, digital, and audio formats. Learn more at MissouriReview.com. Hello and welcome to Miller Oddcast, the Missouri Review podcast where we listen to and discuss the finalists of the 2021 Miller Audio Prize. I'm Mark McKee, TMR's managing editor. It's good to have you back, or here for the first time, with episode 43 of the Miller Oddcast, featuring the latest finalist for the 2021 Miller Audio Prize in Humor, Vox Rex, by Robert Morgan Fisher. Robert Morgan Fisher won the 2021 Montana Humor Prize. The 2018 Chester Himes Fiction Prize was shortlisted for the 2019 John Steinbeck Award and runner-up for the 2021 Saturday Evening Post Great American Fiction Prize. His His fiction and essays have appeared in numerous anthologies and literary journals, including The Saturday Evening Post, Whitefish Review, Upstreet, Pleiades, The Colorado Review, Cowboy Jamboree Magazine, Storyscape Journal, The Wild Word, The Arkansas Review, Red Wheelbarrow, Dime Show Review, Zero Dark Thirty, Psychopomp, The Seattle Review, The Spry Literary Journal, 34th Parallel, The Journal of Microliterature, Spindrift, The Rumpus, Blue Railroad, and many other publications. He's written for TV, radio, and film. Robert holds an MFA in creative writing from Antioch University, Los Angeles, and is currently on the teaching faculty of Antioch University in several capacities. Since 2016, Robert has led the UCLA Word Commandos, an acclaimed twice-weekly writing workshop for veterans with PTSD. He often writes companion songs to his short stories. Both his music and fiction have won many awards. Robert also voices audiobooks. Learn more at his website, www.robertmorganfisher.com, or follow Word Commando on Twitter. Stay tuned after the piece to hear contest editor Bailey Boyd and I discuss pacing, jazz snares, and the economy of the tragic as a boon to comedy. And now, Vox Rex, from Robert Morgan Fisher. Vox Rex. Royal King, Roy, to those who know him, signs in. He's early. There are several voice actors ahead of him, but he's in no hurry. He grabs a copy of the sides, pulls out a pencil, and starts marking it up. Underline here, pause there throw out the punctuation that doesn't work. Been a long time since he's been out on a live audition. Usually he emails a sound file from home like everyone else these days. He can remember when the internet didn't even exist. He'd spend the entire day driving to auditions. Of course, gas was way cheaper then. He didn't mind the driving. He loves to audition. An audition is a performance. You just don't get paid. The moment he puts on headphones, finds his sweet spot with the mic, only then does he relax. Back then, the waiting room was always filled with familiar faces. These people, no idea. No one shoots the breeze anymore, always checking cell phones for messages. He modified his first name from Leroy to Royal back in Chicago. He needed a gimmick. It got him noticed. Those were the days of reel-to-reel demos. Someone would ask, you got a reel? It was an actual reel with tape. Insane. Then came cassettes, CDs. Now it's sound files, digital. He's got a website. He evolved with the times. At first he was resistant, but voice acting was his life. Maybe if he had a decent enough mug for on-camera, he could have dropped voiceover. But even if he'd done that, he would have eventually come back to voice acting. Truth be told, he likes the anonymity. Sometimes, rarely, he speaks and people recognize his voice. That's always the best. For a while, he booked everything he went out for. 
Then he landed the first of several plum gigs, where he became the voice. The voice of the insurance company, the voice of the airline, the voice of the animated whatever. It was constant. It was unstoppable. He couldn't shut off the money if he tried. He could have walked away, and residual checks would have continued for years. Then he became the voice of the TV network, and things got ridiculous. He got a limo and a driver. He resolved to get married and succeeded. He and Wendy had three sons. Bam, bam, bam. He was forever yelling for them to be quiet so he could record. Then he'd give them the all clear. It was like that for years. They got used to it. Then things got lean. Recessions. The gelded union. When he'd first started, it was agents saying, who's Royal King? Then it was, get me Royal King. Then it was, give me someone who sounds like Royal King. Now it was back to, who's Royal King? Wendy had to take a day job to help put the boys through college. She never forgave him for that. Now they were empty nesters, still living together, but in very reduced circumstances. They went from mansion to tract home to condo. Now they just rent an apartment. Wendy drinks and says, you used to be Royal King, but he still is Royal King. He's still hitting it. And by God, he's going to nail this. He waits for the kid running the board to recognize his name, his voice. Nothing. That's okay. Just let me add it. Let's do this. Headphones on. He hears himself. There is no sweeter sound. The mic is a miracle of non-invasive technology. It insinuates itself into his mouth, nose, sinuses, lungs, all the way. No need to push. He just has to be the best royal king he can be. He says it one way. Two ways. Done. Kid thanks him. He thanks the kid. He wants to do it again. The kid says no. He leaves. If he's lucky, they'll call him back. Have him do it again. Narrow the field. Then maybe they'll book him. Non-union. Flat fee. Royal King. Hello, Oddcast listeners. We're coming to you from the internet once again. I'm Mark McKee, Managing Editor of the Missouri Review. And I'm joined by Bailey Boyd, Contest Editor of the Missouri Review. Hello. And you've just listened to Vox Rex by Robert Morgan Fisher, which is from the perspective uh, and the kind of inner monologue of a voice actor who has uh, risen in prominence in his profession and declined. But it takes place at a very peppy tempo, um, aided by a jazz snare backbeat that sometimes accentuates and sometimes just keeps the tempo up for the entire piece. It drives along at a kind of with at a clip and with the kind of speed that means that a lot of a lot of lines hit really quickly and and are very funny at the same time that speed and the motion of the monologue itself allows for some really heavy lifting yeah and some uh some light touches on on some things that carry a lot of weight, like you were saying when we were talking about this this piece earlier, that this piece could, in a lot of ways, could have been one of, of tragedy rather than humor. But because of the, the peppiness and the punchiness, um, we actually kind of don't, maybe don't feel that as much as maybe we should when we hear of somebody losing quite a bit of, of either their career or, um, you know, the, the financial gain that they had once had. And instead, we just kind of hear this quick, quick kind of 
stepping through all of these all of these different steps but also that he's still trying this that voice actor is still he's evolving with the times he has a website he's going in for the different reads and kind of reminiscing about what the waiting rooms used to look like in auditions and how they used to be this lively place but he's still he's still there he's still trying to still trying to have um his voice acting career as royal king um, royal which, king change, royal... change from leroy king to royal king back in chicago um i love the i love the overdeterminedness of that of that name it's a it's its own it's its own kind of insistence yeah yeah um and and it's always said to, you know royal king royal king royal, and then it just becomes that cadence also throughout the piece too yeah there's that kind of repetition in the middle where it's very quick tracking of the rise and fall it's like it used to be like who is royal king and then get me royal king and then get me someone who sounds like royal king and like that's that kind of coincides with uh in this lovely phrase although it's dark uh the gelded union like the kind of the decline of of a union to kind of secure secure employment and kind of protect employment right. as as you know technologies and different ways of going about things kind of proliferate the unions kind of can't keep up and as a as partially as a consequence we go through that sequence where he winds up at this audition doing his takes and then asking the kid for another one to which the kid just says no the kid who doesn't recognize Roe King's name. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a that's a killer for a king. Um, you don't know the name or the voice, like you're, you're not you're not a king anymore. Yeah, but I, I and then Roe King says nothing, but it's okay. Right? He's still trying to yeah trying to keep um, still trying to keep himself in the in the game. It's okay. Yeah, and there's this further, I, I, I do want to mention this further echo of who is Royal King with his wife, Wendy. I mean, earlier, right, when you find out like, oh, he's got enough money, he, he should get married and settle down. And then the snare, and he's like, he, he marries Wendy. They have three kids. And then you hear the snare drum go like, bam, bam, bam. Just, just a very nice, a very nice thing. And then after his, after his decline in, in terms of professional relevance, you have Wendy drinking and saying you used to be royal king and his assertion that like he's still royal king he's still out here there's almost a I mean there's a tiny bit there's there's things that it called it calls to mind about about kind of like show business or, or kind of salesmanship too like I think a, a little tiny bit of like death of a salesman comes in that for me oh yeah I can see that there's also, I mean, for me personally, just because I'm such a big fan of the movie Magnolia, there's there's moments in the kind of quiz show stuff uh, in that movie where the camera, the camera's just moving very quickly and you just get a lot of information really fast. Everybody has to talk fast. Everybody's on a schedule. And he's fully in that, this, this monologue is fully in that rhythm and at that tempo. Uh, one senses because he has to be to survive. Right. I mean, the the entire piece is less than four minutes long, and we get the rise and fall. We get four moves: the 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 birth and the you know the childhood, and then the leaving of the nest of three children. And right. I mean, we get so much. But yeah, that that piece allows us to get it all in less than four minutes, which is 
which is crazy that we can get that. Yeah, and I think it, it speaks to the kind of assuredness of the piece itself. It's just really, yeah, it's just fun. It's, it's funny and it's fun to listen to and it's fun to hear. I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of our, our culture where one of the things that we're interested in is seeing something that's excellent, like seeing something that's kind of, that's really, that's really well done. Even if like the, what it's containing is kind of tragic elements and a difficult striving. I mean, we, I think we have, we have mythologies about kind of actors struggling to make it and, um, and most people not, but, and there's something about the assuredness of the voice here and the, the pace at which it's moving, the way that that pace is in line with, you know, you know, almost syncopated with, with the drum. That's just very enjoyable to kind of experience because there's, there's a kind of confidence there, even in the, in, in the, the more tragic elements of this, of this person's uh, professional and personal life that just kind of, yeah, that's just, it's just like, ah, that was, yeah, that was snappy and well done. Yeah. Snappy and, and peppy, punchy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we really enjoyed it clearly and um, hope that you enjoyed it and will enjoy it again. It's right there. It's right there for you to listen to. Thanks for listening. And um, of course, as always, I'm going to echo Mark and say, just hit the, the rewind and play it from the beginning and, and see, see what else you pick up on in the second, third, fourth listens. Um, Cause we obviously had quite a bit that we, we loved and we wanted to talk about. And so thanks for being here. Indeed. Thanks for being here. And we'll be coming back soon with another new Oddcast, another finalist in the 2021 Miller Audio Prize. Until then, be well. And now we wave. Waving. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being here with us for Miller Oddcast 43, featuring Vox Rex by Robert Maureen Fisher. Oddcast 44 is right around the corner, so be alert. Thanks, as always, to the Missouri Review contest editor, Bailey Boyd, and to Patricia Miller for her generous support for the Miller Audio Prize. A quick reminder, TMR is open for submissions year-round, and we remain dedicated to discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Be heard. Give us the opportunity to discover you. Submit your work today. Subscribe. In addition, we have tons of marvelous and free creative content to read, listen to, and even watch on our website. Learn more at MissouriReview.com.